Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of my Best Vintage Life podcast. I am rejoined by my co-host Art. I know you missed him last time. Art, welcome back. It's good to be back. And in case you're new to the show, my name is Bridget Morawski. I'm the creative director of Baz Brothers Unlimited, a vintage wholesaler based in Fresno and Los Angeles, California. And sitting with me is the president and CEO of the company, Mr. Art Bazarkanian. Once again, welcome back. It's good to be back. Just my normal. You kicked me off for a week. No, you were too busy. Anyway, I'm just going to do my quick little notes here. If you want to contact us specifically, if you want to place orders, make a visit to the warehouse, the best place to do that is via email. Just so you know, we're completely booked out for this year. Yeah. So that good preface. Thank you. We are booked for the year. So please start wait, planning wait for till next like year. January 5th, 6th, 7th, anytime after that. Yeah. We'll see. And there's already people who've already booked. Yeah. So it is what it is. I'm sorry, but we need to take some time for ourselves as well. The email is admin at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. That's admin at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. Please just make sure you put a subject line that'll catch my attention. And um, that's that. You can find us on social media. Right now, we're putting most of our energy into TikTok. So find us there at My Best Vintage Life Podcast. We're also on Instagram and Pinterest. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Thank you so much for those of you who have done it. It's our holiday wish. If we could maybe just get a few more reviews by the end of the year. Ratings are super easy to do. That's just giving us a certain amount of stars. But reviews take a little bit more effort, but we appreciate them so much. And you can do that via Apple Podcasts. That was your holiday wish? Or the uh, Podchaser website. Either or is you know just much appreciated. I want to give a shout out to Glenna. Glenna, I'm sorry. I was really busy, but I saw a review com- from you come in. So thank you. Uh, Glenna at Panther Creek Vintage. We appreciate that review. I didn't get to post it on Instagram. Oh, that was nice. Yes. I've been wishing for cookies. Like somebody say, that art, he looks like a stout fellow who would enjoy cookies. I know. I wish we got like a cookie package. Yeah. Maybe we could find someone to trade something <laughs> with. You send us homemade cookies, we send you some homemade vintage. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. All right. <laughs> the website sign up for our newsletter. I did a fun one for the end of the year. I didn't do our typical newsletter, but um, if you're a vintage business owner and you're not signed up for it, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. I keep it very concise. You get one a month. That's it. I don't really send many other emails and you can sign up for that uh, via the website, mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. Let me preface this. Bridget knows how busy I am. And anytime that newsletter pops up in my email, that's the first thing I read. I actually get something out of it. So yeah. it's very well done. It's very quick. And it's brain fodder is what I call it. It's just some things to think about and that'll help you. So. Yeah. You know, somebody said to me that they would either get two types of newsletters. They'd get one that it was like, well, what's even the point? And then they'd get one that it felt like an epic. Yeah, it's n- neither. I mean, you know? if I can have the, if I have the time to read it, I think majority of our people We'll yeah. also have the time and get something out of it. Like I said, I get something out of it. Literally go to the website, pop your email in, bam, you're signed up. Yeah. And I check like every other day or so, I check to see new people coming in. Uh, the best time to do it though is like either the start of the month or mid-month just to make sure you get the next month. I cannot go back and send them retroactively, unfortunately. And um, also the wholesale FAQ is on the website that is so important. It means so much to me when people take the time to read it and reach out to Art or his brother. 
um, you know, I work hard to answer those questions and have them there for you to save me time and for you to do some research on your end. So please check those out. And also worth noting, uh, Rafi is closed through the end of the year as well. So please don't reach out to him about appointments until next year. Sorry, just some bad news, but uh, New Year, new start. No, no, it's there's like not that much. There's it's December 10th, so it's it's not that bad. Yeah, he has no choice. He has to shut down and get some things organized. Yeah, he's fine. I mean, I don't production. want anybody to think like there's something wrong with him or something no, going on. With he's his working, but it's just no people. Yeah, he needs to focus. So, uh, and don't forget to sign up for my blog, The Girl in the Awkward Outfit. That is at Substack, The Girl in the Awkward Outfit. Um, we're going to start the show, but we do have patron questions that you didn't get to answer last time that I a hundred percent need to do with okay. you Two uh, burning questions. And then we'll talk about our patron program. But right now let's jump into the uh, topics. This is going to be an art heavier episode. I told him he needs to make up for oh. ditching me last time. <laughs> um, and honestly, these were almost all of your ideas anyways. So really, so there's no surprise. Um, not really. No, okay, cool. we've talked about these topics. Don't even, don't even play like I haven't. And we're by request. We are drinking. Um, Art poured me a glass of uh, Pinot Noir. It's pretty smooth. Yeah. This is Art's favorite wine. Um, I've become more of a white wine person over the years. I used to love Shiraz. That was my favorite. Um, but I also love Beaujolais. Um, but wintertime I can do a nice glass of red with some pasta. Or no, this is like pizza. a little sweet little. It's very smooth. It's almost like smooth. syrupy. Yeah. It reminds me of like my elderberry syrup that I take for my immune system. Oh, I put a little log cabin in it. A little log cabin in it? Yeah, a little log cabin syrup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't see one floating around. Uh, no, like, not like the little Lincoln like, logs. Can you find me a log cabin? Um, okay. So the first thing that you thought was important to talk about. And I do think it's important to talk about. And um, it has come up in my sessions with my mentees is um, inflation and pricing. So do you want to take off with that? Yeah. Um, You know, personally, I've always been resistant to increasing prices on, on the same item somebody would get one month to one month. And I've tried my best to keep things consistent. So they kind of know what to price things at. But unfortunately, sometimes either things get limited or the cost of getting the things increases. Like right now, transportation is just absurd wherever it's at. And then also things go up in price. And as you know, all around us, we're paying eight bucks for bacon that used to, we used to pay three or four dollars yeah, for. Yeah, I know. I just filled my tank. So, oh, my God. Yeah, I, drive I, mean, a, I drive like a small SUV. And when I saw what the pump was at, when I filled it, I was like, Ugh. I took a picture and sent it to one of my friends on the well, East mine, Coast. mine, I can't even fill mine up. For under 100, I bet. No, no. I might. You know, it was like when you fill up with Amex, you only get 100 bucks. And it doesn't even come close to filling it up. What do you mean when you fill up with Amex? With Amex is only pre-authorized for $100. For gas? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Different credit cards are different, but Amex is only 100. Well, mine was 75 to fill the yeah. tank, and I have to put 91 in mine. So, uh, yeah, it's, well, let's jump into the clothing <laughs> part. I don't so, want to talk about gas. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, so, you know, just what I'm doing is I'm letting people know when they're purchasing and they've been regular buyers, we are going to be increasing the price. Sorry, can't, you know. And you don't want to go crazy. If something was you were selling for $30, don't go to 50, 60. You know, go 35. 10% people, you won't get much resistance. 10 to 
uh, unless you had to have it because it's one of your killer staples that you move through a lot of inventory of, then, you know, you can pay a little bit more and, this, and increase the price. I just wanted to point out but that don't this feel is, guilty. This is the reflection of inflation. This isn't, I know I've talked to some people about like changing your entire pricing structure. Then we kind of recommend 20%, but this is just to account for basic inflation, not changing your stru entire structure. Oh. So that's something Perfect to keep in example. mind. Perfect example. Today we did a TikTok video of a container that we received from overseas. Uh, it's been on the ocean since August. It was due to land September 30th and it landed last week. It took a week to get out of the port. It's got 9,000 Levi's in it, pants and shorts. And that normally cost us around $2,500 in the past. It cost 8,000 just for this no. so absolutely Holy so you just nikes so you know when you do a cost average per piece how much extra it is it's significant and then our trucking so also yesterday i had 14 pallets picked up on the east coast normally that would have been about 1800 to 2000 now it's 4500 so that that has to go someplace and that has to go into the cost per unit you know of so that's what i'm saying costs go up don't be afraid just just explain and most likely people will understand because they're dealing with it I, well, I do want to say one thing i think you have to be careful with um geographic it's very subject subjective to your geographic area if you are in an area where you have people spending a decent amount um retail for vintage and you know who can raise then you definitely should I feel like the people that are going to have a little bit more hesitancy to do this, to, to raise your prices, to account for inflation are going to be the people who are in areas that are in rural areas or areas where they don't have the passion for vintage or, you know, they don't have a hard time. They have a hard time selling vintage at a higher price point. Um, but you know, if you are online, if you, if you're in one of those areas, but you also have a website, you can definitely raise the price on your website because your website is available to, either the United States or you do international shipping to the entire world. So it really is kind of um, subjective, I think, to geography as well. To geography and to what your market I is. I mean, somebody in Bumble, you know what, uh, I don't know, in some rural area of the United States or in another country, they might have a harder time raising their prices than someone in like uh, San Francisco. You know what I mean? True. Well, so, there's a yeah. lot of factors to take into account, but, but we're I just kind of giving you a general overview that like, don't feel guilty. Um, it's a must. It's a must. Honestly. And it's out of, it's like, there's not much you can do other than raise your price. And there's no point in like beating yourself up about it. You're not a bad person. It doesn't make you, you know, whatever bad thing. Or greedy. No, yeah, it's 10%. No. Just start with 10%. You're worth and it. Yeah. And explain Explain if you have to. Honestly, have, you probably should have raised your prices anyways because of all the time and energy you're putting into it. So we're pushing you to, you know, this is your signal. It's a good time to do it. Don't be afraid. It is what it is. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. That was a great uh, first topic, I think, to touch upon. Um, I'm going to do a little switcheroo here. Uh, the next one um, was a recommendation. So we did a bonus episode about, um, it was called like one vintage item to invest in right now. And Art focused on uh, Levi's denim. So one of my mentees, Chris, when he and I had our session this week, he had asked, could Art talk about some investment pieces 
that aren't necessarily Levi's or even denim. It could be anything, you know, he threw out some suggestions, but I'm not going to tell you them because, and somebody else gave me some suggestions because I want your opinion, like your um, unbiased opinion without giving you ideas. So what are some things you think people should be investing? It, It could be anything. Okay. When it comes to investing, you have to you have to figure out what your goal is. Are mm-hmm. you investing for long-term gain or preservation of wealth, right? And the value of anything is multifactorial, for one. It, there's an intrinsic value. There's also the value because of demand. And then there's also the value that you place on it or the provenance that it comes with, mm-hmm. right? So those are all the things that go into what, what makes something desirable and valuable and if it's going to increase in price and quality, right? Let's not forget that. And what it is, I think another great thing to be investing in is advertising, okay? Vintage advertising. And vintage advertising isn't the easiest thing to get, but when you get it, it appreciates. Uh, Perfect example, three months ago, we brokered a deal because we didn't want it ourselves. It wasn't our thing, but we were able to help a client down in L.A. sell a, a one of the first Levi's banners, which he wanted about $4,000 for, and we were able to get that for him. And I had told my brother, hey, why don't we get it? But he's like, no, I've got a guy who's been looking for this one, and I told him if we ever come across it. So we just hooked him up. We didn't charge him anything. We let the two people, you know, duke it out because it's, it's play it forward. You know, it was a favor. And, you know, he's a customer, so obviously we we keep him happy and he understands that we're out looking for him as well uh i think buddy lee dolls are unbelievable to collect oh my god i'm sitting here thinking you're talking about actual advertising you mean um like ephemera like signs signage and correct okay so this was a banner it was a i was like it's a canvas banner uh, that was hand painted yeah Uh, so early levi stuff is like that it's beautiful banners done on denim done on canvas all the workwear companies did it, like Fink, Headlight. So what I just had framed, my Levi's alphabet. Correct. Now imagine that on a denim, mm-hmm. big piece of denim, hand-painted with a rodeo okay. theme well, or Chris, a Western Chris theme. Chris does stuff like that. Yeah, those are unbelievable to invest in. What about another uh, suggestion? In terms about of... Cl- piece, what, like what type of clothing? Workwear. I think you're, that was a really outside-the-box suggestion okay. that you so, gave. But okay, any clothing... You can't go wrong with uh, a Lee, Pony Lee, you know. Those are the, it's got the fur on the tag, rivet in the crotch. Any kind of workwear that's pre-World War II is worth collecting. And then if you can get into the military denim, which is an amazing niche that's doubled in the last five years. Military denim. So they made shirts, jackets, and pants not just for the Navy, but also for the Army. And those are some very, very unique pieces and hard to come by, but I think they're worth keeping. I kind of regret selling the ones we've had. Mm, and interesting. Then, Art with regret on selling. That's a yeah, uncommon because statement. It's, I, you know, in the beginning, I would see them all the time, and now I'm like, I haven't seen one in 10 years. Mm, you mm-hmm. know, so it's just like you forget they're 80 years old. Pretty soon they're going to be 100 years old. Yeah. Or the... Yeah, it's really easy to forget about, like, time elapsed because I was born in the 80s and um, you know 
as time progresses, you almost forget how much time is elapsing. You 100%. know, like the 60s, when I was a little kid, the 60s, it was like, oh, that's 30 years ago. And now it's, you know, over 50 years. I can't and tell you, I still feel like I'm in high school or college sometimes. Yeah, well, I, 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 I was know. thinking the other day just about my life and I feel like, I feel like that's like a different person almost like it's a different life. And I don't know, like when you start having these thoughts, I mean, I'm in my early, my early thirties, but it's weird that life goes by so fast that the times that you thought were X amount ago, like, it's like, Oh shit, that's over half a century ago. Yeah. That's the same thing with clothing and vintage. Yeah. Like sometimes I have, my brother is really good about that. He reminds me, he's like, Hey man, you know, when we started, you know, I mean, the 1920s are a hundred years ago now. Exactly. Like we've had beautiful tuxedos and dresses and things from the twenties, the thirties, the forties. So it's like world war two stuff, beautiful, unique. There's all, there's such a desirability for it. Mm -hmm. So you got it. The other thing with a collectible piece and an investment piece, it can't be just you that thinks it's really cool. Yeah. It has, there has to be a broad market or at least a specific market that's interested in it. Well, the otherwise because, it's because yeah. it's about supply and demand also. Yeah. Well, it's and less you know, of a gamble as well. If you have more people that you know would be willing to buy it, it's less of a gamble making the investment into it. Okay. So, here's a difference. Two artists, there's Fisk and then there's Picasso. So, if you have $50,000, would you invest in a Fisk or a Picasso? And you're going to say who's Fisk? I don't know who's Fisk, but I like Fisk. And that's kind of the point with denim or any kind of investing it can't be something so obscure that only you're the only person that knows it the mccain the mccain hey that could be good that could be good um, but you know what i mean there has to be like okay people will know this i just happen to think that this is going to go up and condition when it comes to investment pieces condition is everything okay so if you're if you have a choice between two items and they're apples to apples and one is in better condition but it costs more get the one that costs more if it's dead stock or if it's premium perfect always because the appreciation will be higher on it as well so okay. i personally like i love military like you know darby's rangers that kind of cool stuff uh the pants what about, from there. what about for someone that sells women's wear women's wear Mm -hmm. for collectability well you got not th that women think, can't wear those other things no no but then it's, um, it's got to be like like uh gabrielle chanel tag stuff beautiful uh couture that's in good condition of of people who are iconic in fashion and they didn't mass produce it i think couture pieces are probably where to go and it could be a modern couture but it, it has to be something that wasn't mass produced in my personal opinion yeah Okay. Um, you want to jump into those questions, the listener or the patron questions rather? Sure. Okay. So I'm going to jump in now to our patron program. So our patron program, what is our patron program? Well, we run our patron program through Podbean. Podbean is our podcast host. And there's really two things you can get out of our patron program. Our first level is a lower level price point, And it's really great for people who love the podcast and want to show their support financially. And it's a $5 level. And one of the benefits of the $5 level is you get an on air burning question for art and you also get an on air shout out. 
and you get two bonus um, episodes a month. So for $5, you actually get a lot of bang for your buck, and uh, people are really enjoying the bonus episodes. I do those. Every now and then, Art will jump on, but... Um, I mean, I had, I had three mentor sessions recently and everybody wanted to talk about the bonus episode I did on TikTok because we've had such great success on TikTok. So you can get a lot out of those bonus episodes. They're typically 20 to 25 minutes long and you have access to those at the $5 level. And it's important to know the $5 level is open to an infinite amount of people. There's not um, a cutoff like there are at our mentor levels. So last time, uh, since I was solo, I didn't get to do the burning questions from two of our new patrons for art, um, from um, Lizzie and from Connie. So I did give them their shout out already. So now it's time for their questions. And thank you, uh, ladies, for being patient with me. So Lizzie's uh, burning question for you, Art. Yes. She said, did you ever almost buy stolen goods? Are there ways to know if something is stolen or dodgy? Oh, well, one time I actually at a flea market, I was accused of it and I almost beat the guy's ass about it. Um, it happened in Redondo Beach. We were selling used shoes and it's like used shoes, used shoes. You said you were like used shoes. Used shoes. <laughs> you sounded like the little guy from Twin Peaks. <laughs> ah, thanks. Do you sell used shoes? <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. Um, if it's too good to be true, you got to get the backstory of why someone's selling it. Do, are they in the business? Uh, or do they just seem like somebody who can't, came on to something, you know? Do your Use research, your judge. huh? A little bit, a little bit. If it's... Use your savoir-faire. Yeah. I mean, okay. We usually it's like, do you have more? Is this what you do? What else do you sell? You know? And there's, and there's also ways, just your instincts go a long ways. So this one clown, uh, he was a vendor, and he's like, hey, these are all my shoes, man. I was like, nah, dude. We've had these shoes for fucking six years. They've been sitting in storage. We just happened to pull them out. How are you going to tell me you shoes? They're just a bunch of assorted Nike and Adidas. And he's trying to Wait, say- Wait, he said they were his shoes? Yeah. Like somebody broke into his storage unit and took them. I'm like- The ma and pa, Seinfeld. Oh. <laughs> I was like, man, shop. get out of here. You know, and he came with his posse of like. Okay, but Lizzie's question is, have you ever almost bought something? Absolutely. Not what have you been accused of? Oh, I didn't expect you to say you've been accused of anything. So that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me, what have you almost bought that was fake or counterfeit? Not fake or counterfeit. It was they were stolen shoes. I'm sorry. She asked about stolen. Yeah, they were stolen. Well, dodgy. Dodgy would be fake or counterfeit. This guy was selling like 500 pairs of Vans, which, hmm. And he wasn't a closeout because we had a place where we would buy vans. We'd actually buy vans from the the vans down in uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. We'd go to their warehouse and we'd buy it from them because they would always have overruns mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or things or seconds. Samples. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so this guy was trying. And I'm like, Ralph, there's no way. This, <laughs> there's no way these are legit. He's like, man, it's a great deal. It's five bucks. You know, brand new shoes. I'm like, nope. Yeah. Nope. Well, Lizzie, you're a smart girl. You're a smart girl. <laughs> Wine's kicking in. Wow. Lizzie, you are a smart gal. Um, They're really, honestly. I really, you know, sometimes the older I get, the more I listen to my gut, the more my gut is right. 100%. I can't tell you how, much, how often my gut is right. And sometimes you, 
you need to take a step back and just listen to your gut instinct on people. Um, you know, and it's hard. Nobody wants to judge someone quickly. But if you have an inkling that something's off, sorry, I know this is Art's question to answer, but I'm just, Art always talks about my, my witchy sense I have. And it's amazing. It's pretty dead on. And um, <coughs> I don't know. I just feel like. It, also, if it's a like a high end yeah, item. Yeah, definitely be more careful. Be more careful because what's the chance someone has a $4,000 Hermes bag or something? And Hermes. They wanna, Hermes. All right, whatever. No, and, no, whatever. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. No, I want what's you the to. Chance? I want you to. Go ahead. Say the bag's name. Hermes. Hermes. Yeah. The Birkin bag. Exactly. So they want to sell you that for a thousand bucks, right? Brand new. Nope. It's a fake or it's stolen. Yeah. So you kind of got to look at what it is that you're buying and see how that relates. It doesn't make much sense. So for someone like Lizzie, she's in New Zealand and she's not necessarily going to be physically able. And I'm not even just talking about like COVID times and talking about pre and post because she's, you know, she doesn't have physical access to everybody she's oh, going then, to be buying then from. Then reputation of the person you're buying reputation, from. Reputation. And yep. now, hey, we have technology. We have phones. We have FaceTime. We have, you know, different apps that we can text people, video call people. It's not like you have to buy things sight unseen these days. Even if you can't physically be there, yep. set up a video conference. That, what else do they have to sell? Is yeah. it just that one thing? Mm -hmm. Or do they have a whole line that they carry? Or is their business based on uh, high-end fashion overruns right. which that's you know that's a whole nother niche so it's like the source check the source yeah okay uh let's go on to uh connie's question oh god i, I ripped it in half i do this kind of funky thing with my notebook if it's from a previous episode you see what i do <laughs> so i make it like it's on the current page isn't that cool it's amazing yeah She's uh, so organized <laughs> connie asked if you don't know the brand specifically or what era some clothing comes from, are there, oh God, I ripped it off. Are there quality indicators, certain quality indicators that you look for? So she's saying, yes, absolutely. for example, like off, we say non-brand. I want to start saying off-brand. So off-brand items. Um, go ahead, Art. I look for, I look at the zipper if it has zippers. Yeah. And then hardware. The, the hardware. Look at the buttons. Look at the stitching. You know, is it single stitch stitching? Is it, you know, the three needles? Uh, look how it's constructed. Look inside for tags. Are the tags cloth, paper, uh, that weird shiny yeah, material? Yeah, shiny. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> not all shiny at, is bad. It's kind of like looking at a home and seeing how it's constructed. It kind of gives you an idea of the era based on silhouette as well. You know, are the collars a little narrow? Are they long and pointy? Do they have uh, collar stays in them? Uh, when it comes to jackets, are the buttons change buttons? Paint change buttons were buttons that they used in the 20s and 30s and a little bit into the 40s. They'd pull them out. They'd have little rings in the back. So yeah, people a great could put idea. them through the ringer. Just so just look at the, the technology that was used to create it. I was just going to make a suggestion, you know, if you're out, whether you're sourcing at a thrift store or a flea market or an estate sale or at a, a rag house or a wholesaler, whatever it may be, make sure be, before you go in that your phone's charged and that you have some good service because there's a wealth of information available oh, it's on the now. internet that oh you can, God, I mean, I've Googled some super, <coughs> um, 
just random things. And I'm like, my question is very quickly answered. That's just my two bits. Sorry. It's I think your you're question, right. But. I don't need to apologize. I think you're right. You have all this technology at your disposal. Use it. We didn't have it. We had to memorize random magazines and books we'd find. And yeah, with the, study the it. lightning or whatever, the Japanese lightning. Is yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. We used Boone. Mm-hmm. Then there was uh, all kinds of other little books and magazines we used. I think I gave a whole bunch yeah, to you. I was just, I'm, I'm turning my head to look at my bookshelf. <laughs> They're next to my vintage so you, Playboys. You know, and I, <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I have the Jane Birkin over there. The bag or the? The girl. The girl. The original. Yeah. Um, anything else you wanted to add about quality indicators? You know, I just, I want to throw in one thing, and I, I know you feel this way, but I just feel things. Yes. You would be surprised. Now I could almost close my eyes and go up to a rack and just feel and feel and feel and do a blind um, feel on things and know. No, like what? today we were doing Hawaiian shirts. I felt a shirt. I said, this is an OP. And I was right. That takes a lot of years of experience though. So don't be hard on yourself if you can't do that. But my thing is like hand feel is so important, especially with like denim and It's a very tactile industry. Wool. Yeah, like just, and quiz yourself. Close, if you're out at a thrift store, close your eyes. I mean, <laughs> it might look a little silly, but close your eyes and feel something and test. Open your eyes, look at the tag, see what you see. I'd be curious to see what your results are. It's fun. It's kind of like that game I would do with you, remember? When I'd put down four or five different Levi's and you'd try to decide what era they're from. Did I do that? Yeah. Was I drunk? <laughs> you failed. No, I just, I think it's um tactile. <sighs> Ta- you know? That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to answer Connie's question? No. All right. Well, thank you for your questions, Lizzie and Connie. We appreciate your support so much. And thank you to our continued um, support for the continued support of our patrons. We appreciate it so much. Um, Just going to briefly tell you about the other two levels. I already told you about the $5 level. The $50 level, I uh, currently have waitlisted. So there's no spots open. All spots are filled. You get all the benefits of the $5 level. You get a one-hour mentoring uh, session with me once a month on top of that. And I'm just really loving the experience I have with my mentees. It's been really great. And uh, they're doing really well. I'm super proud of them. So that is our $50 level. And then the $100 level on top of that, there are spots open there. It's all the benefits of the 5 and the 50 you get an additional monthly audit from me of your selling platform, whether it be a website, Etsy, eBay, whatever it may be. And uh, you get a free copy of our retail math class. So some additional goodies for you there. And I'm hoping in February to open up another level of an app, app mentoring for people who can't quite afford uh, the one-on-one visual mentoring sessions. It'll kind of just be, um, especially for people who work well on their phones and they they don't have the time or the financial ability to be at that $50 level and do like a one-on-one thing. It'll just be like little throughout the week, little mentoring um, opportunities. And I haven't quite set it up yet, but you'll be able to ask me some questions. So that's going to be available um, in February, hopefully. So where were you when I started this business? (laughs) Well, I learned a lot of what I know from you. So I don't know why you're asking me that. I'm just saying like, you know, anybody who wants to get in this has everything at their 
disposal. If I, they just uh, they just got to take a couple of steps, get off their rears. Well, it's, and it's, oh. you could learn so much so fast. Well, now. I was just going to give out the patron website real quick. It's at patron.podbean.com slash my best vintage life podcast. I didn't get to mention it before, but I, I do agree with you. You know, we've been doing this podcast for three years. I want to say we have 60 something episodes of free content for $5 a month. You can get two bonus episodes of even more content. And if you want the mentoring, it's there, it's available for you. So, um, Truly, I wish I I wish I could have been there for myself when I first started, but it took all of my struggles and my learning abilities to grow the wisdom that I have for all of you, whether it's, you know, whether it was working, having my own side hustle while working in a corporate. I mean, I literally worked vintage all day, came home and did it at night and did it on the weekend. And now I'm doing it in a different aspect on the wholesale end, going from retail to wholesale. Um, but you know, obviously a more creative aspect now, uh, I've, I've done it all pretty much at this point in time. So I'm here for you. And, uh, we, like we said, we totally appreciate the, um, the patron support. It's, it means a lot to us. So thank you, um, so much for that. And now time to move on to our final topic. Are you ready, Art? Yes. Okay. Now this was also I cannot believe I've had eight missed phone calls. That's, I get eight phone calls maybe in a year. Yeah. Sorry. It's unreal. I don't envy you, actually. I'm, I'm no. fine being in my position. Um, okay. So, <laughs> Audible, once oh. again. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. What did I say to Chris? I said to Chris the other day, Art is very lucky. He's never been, he hasn't worked a corporate job. And Chris said he could tell you haven't ever been in one or something like that. I haven't been what? You haven't worked a corporate job in a long time. No. <laughs> I busted my ass so I don't have to deal with idiots. That's not what he meant. Yeah. Because he said, he said he, there was a joke you made about eight inches or something like that. Oh, what? People have lost their sense of humor? They have, yes. Well, 100%. Too bad. I'm a funny person and You're I'm hilarious. struggling. Uh, it's a thing me. called a joke, America. All right. Uh, resolution for the new year. This was your idea. Should vintage business owners have resolutions for the new year or For their goals? business. Yeah. For their business or goals. I think it's so important. I mean, every single book about success and in any business, personal life, always... <laughs> stresses goals short-term yeah. goals long-term goals and i think it's very important to have realistic goals you know 100%. just like with your new year's resolution you don't start the year by saying i'm gonna do this and it's just like complete extreme it's got to be small step goals whether it's to carry a new product whether it's to move x amount of inventory steadily per month or if it's just to clean up or if it's that creative thing that you've always wanted to do it's been on the back burner and you just don't have time to make your own screen print simple as that just getting the artwork over to screen printer and you've got these amazing blank shirts you've been saving and you do your own design go for it something like that it doesn't have to be like this year i want to make 30 percent more and if that's what it is go for it but, yeah, but that, doesn't, that doesn't work for everybody i know that's yeah. what i'm saying small things small well, positive things that reinforce and validate why you work so hard. One thing that I really talk about a lot on the, um, the patron episodes, the bonus episodes is a brain dump 
Um, you know, literally just putting everything on your mind on a piece of paper and you can do it for your personal life. You can do it for your home, your children, your pets, whatever it may be, like things you want to work on in those aspects, but you can definitely do one for your business. And you literally, you know, people use the phrase of like verbal diarrhea. I mean, I know it's gross, but like just spit it out, put it on a piece of paper and then you can once you see it, it's so much easier to prioritize it. So like what Art was talking about, a lot of times the things that end up when I do a brain dump, the things that end up in my brain dump are things that I've been putting off. They're the little like little nitty gritty God. It's just been sitting on the back burner for me for so long now. Can I please just be done with it? Those are the things that typically end up in my brain dump. And those are the things that they may be small but just the mental clutter that they can cause sometimes oh, that's what are it super heavy. It's yeah. a heavy weight on your shoulders. So w- when we say set a New Year's goal, like Art said, it doesn't have to be I'm going to make X percent more. And for some of you, that might be a goal that's attainable because you that's how you work. But for some people, it might be just as small as I'm going to pick five things that I, be- I put off last year. And those are going to be the first things I do this year. Yeah, and those five things could result in you getting those that thirty percent or twenty yeah. percent increase. And every it's you know it's so you, subjective. You know how to I do person. it. It's like when I first was setting goals, I was like, "What is it that I hate the most? Mm-hmm. What is it that I hate about this business the mm-hmm. most? What did I hate?" And those things, I found solutions to make those things likable. Yeah, whether it was. Go setting up at swap meets, and I hated setting up the tents. Well, what I do, because we when we were at the Rose Bowl, we had eight spaces, and that's if you've ever been out there, most people have one or two max. So we had the whole area. It was like a village, basically, right? So I ended up getting these guys in the middle of the night that would show up that I knew were up. Most of the time, they were buzzed or drunk. I didn't care. They would come for about thirty minutes to forty minutes, help me set up all the tarps, pay them a hundred bucks. They'd split it. They'd go out drinking to do whatever they want. And they were gone. They didn't stick around as employees, but they helped. And that took off so much stress that it kept me fresh for the rest of the day for being out there for, you know, 12 hours. So I hated that part. I loved being out there. I loved selling, but setting up tarps when your hands are frozen sucks. Getting hit by those little scrunchy balls. Oh my God. Have you ever had those? They're on the ends of tarps, and they they whip, and they hit, and they crack your knuckles. Yeah, they're similar to the ones that used to be on the hair ties. They don't really make those that much anymore, I don't think. But bigger and harder. Yeah. So so find solutions for the things you hate, and pretty soon those won't be so bad. Yeah. Do you have a resolution for the new year? I do. I do. I am trying to work on one section of the warehouse, cleaning it out. This year, I want to have it available for, I want to go through pallets. I've been doing them slowly, but I want to knock out every single pallet that's come here from my brother's three previous moves and work those pallets and be done with it. It's unbelievable what I found yesterday I was telling you about. These zippers from 1952, they were used for fishtail parkas, they were used for the M51 jacket, they were used for the M65 military jackets, you know, made at a time that just and they're perfect because they're 70 inches long and they separate so the it's great long. yeah so the great thing about it is you modify them to what you need you can cut them down to 36 42 30 whatever you need beautiful you know aluminum zippers can i use those for my pillow my pillow cover? no absolutely not no okay no. thank yeah. you 
So we have yeah, 2,000 of them. Nice. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad. And my brother had thought we were completely sold out. Yeah. And he was selling them for $20 each. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you have a resolution. That makes me happy. Yeah. Being always organized or clean in some way is always a positive thing. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a resolution? Other than keeping that pool table clean that you leave cluttered all the time? I don't know. I'm so burned out. I don't know. Um, I I always have, you know me, yeah. I'm so goal-driven. It's like for me, the, uh, the New Year's resolution is kind of like an all-year thing because I'm constantly pushing myself to uh, do better, be better. and um, I've got one for you. Yeah. Yeah, that I think would help you a lot. <laughs> is occasionally take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. And tap yourself on the back for a job well done. Yeah, you're right. I don't. I don't give myself enough credit. I never have. Well, that's the resolution for this year. <laughs> you're gonna give yourself credit. You're amazing. You Thank do you. a great job. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to hear. I appreciate that. Um, okay. Is there anything you want to add? Oh, do you have an obsession of the moment? Oh my god! I didn't do my obsession. Oh, gotcha. I don't know why it wasn't in my notes from last time. Because um, I cut them out. You cut them out. <laughs> oh, God. What is my obsession at the moment? Do you have one? I did. When we first started, I was ready to go did with you forget it. forget it? I forgot it. Oh, shh. Nikes. I'm trying not to curse as much on here. Um, what is my obsession at the moment? Oh, it's usually food related. <laughs> I would say matcha. No, no, much has been a long go, like a long standing thing for me. Um, Soup? Oh, well, um, my longtime friend, Corinne, I posted this on Instagram. She sent me a Christmas care package and um, there were Middlesworth potato chips in it, which are ultra specific to the region where oh. I grew up. And uh, I won't lie. I got a super. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. So she got this package and then she saw the M and oh she started God. to cry. <laughs> so she opens the bag and she's like, oh, I'm like, let me videotape you. She's like, no. And then Dude, I started to cry yeah. eating the chips. And then she opened up a bag of chips and took us, took a woof or whiff, whatever you do, <laughs> took a woof. <laughs> and then she started to cry after she had it. And it just brought back memories of childhood her mom it was beautiful it's such a sweet thing so thank you corinne you yeah. made her smile all week and as much as she loves them she's been nice enough to share a couple of the flavors with me so i'm metering them out oh my god three i get three per bag Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well they make this thing called the weekender it's a big cylinder filled with chips so once you have the third flavor, well, the third flavor is just regular, but I'm going to allow you to have some of those and um, we'll get a Weekender. Okay. And we'll... Uh, they are very good chips. I don't even know if yeah. you can have the Weekender. I remember reading somebody had them shipped and they just dumped the chips in like a fucking bag. <laughs> oh, they're so good. We used to go to this place called Dan's Den for wings in high school and they used to uh, have chicken wings that they would bread. They'd crush up the chips and bread them in the Middlesworth barbecue chips. The barbecue oh, is the all. best flavor. You haven't shared the barbecue yet. Yes, I I'm, did. I no, allowed you to have some. I got regular. You like the word allow. And I got, <laughs> yeah, I got the sour cream no, you haven't and had the, the regular. regular. No, that was barbecue. 
That was you the first one had, was barbecue. Yeah, oh, it's very okay. subtle. It's subtle then. But uh, they used to have it at this place called Dan's Den in Sunbury, Pennsylvania. And I remember we would go there for wing night. And then the one night we went and they were like, uh, you can't come in. You know, it was kind of one of those places, I think, until <coughs> like nine o'clock, anybody could go in. And then it was turned into a bar. But then they just kind of made it a bar permanently. Um, so that was kind of a bummer because their wings, oh man, they Did had, they had 20, I think it was like 25 cents. Now, I don't think there was any outside. We never sat outside. 25 cent wings, and they had like the most bomb teriyaki flavor. Oh my God. I don't know if Corinne remembers that flavor or not, but oh, yeah. She's drooling. Mm, so good. Okay, anyways, I digress. That was my obsession at the moment. Did, you don't remember yours? I don't. Okay. I had one, too. Well, next time. Yes. Okay. Well, in the meantime, my friends... Oh. Um, oh. Oh, watches. Oh, yeah. Art's on a watch kick. Yeah. He bought himself a watch. I'm so happy. He does not treat himself to things. You want to talk about your watch? Yes. It's a, it's a Leiko. Uh, one of our clients had one. Isn't it Leiko? Leiko. Leiko. Yeah, it's a it's a German watch brand. Mm-hmm. They used to make watches in the twenties, thirties, and forties. Very uh, high quality. Yeah, decent, and it's you know I've I love been, watches. I've They're been just wanting beautiful. one forever. I just I don't so know. this one is simple. It's not too big. It's not too gaudy. It's just nice. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have. It's I don't perfect. have to reach into my pocket to see what time it is or look outside. I like that the the band is good for what you do. You know, like I feel like it's like more utilitarian. Yeah, nylon. And you can bit. also wear it dressed up as well. So, yeah. Um, so, I'm on the hunt for another one. I just can't decide what yet. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Well, I hope that everyone out there has a wonderful holiday season, whether you have celebrated a holiday or you're bound to celebrate one in the coming days. Um, and a happy new year. I don't know. I, we might be back. I don't know. I might take a break and be back after the new year. We'll see how we feel. And we'll let you know what no, we decide. No, I think we need to do a, a New Year's Eve episode. A New Year's Eve episode. Live. Oh, wear little hats. <laughs> Live from Baz on New Year's Eve. Um, but either way, uh, we wish you all the best in the coming weeks. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy, be kind, and don't be basic. Don't be basic. Bye. Bye. Bye.